This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Getting the whole organization doing TDD. Last episode, we talked about how to get a team to do test-driven development, meaning to use micro-tests to grow their product code. Getting one team to do it is helpful as it creates the proof to the organization that it's not only possible, but quite valuable. But the next step is how to get an organization-wide adoption. Without organization acceptance, a team that is doing TDD can be screwed up by changes in their management or product owner. This happens all the time. A team that has learned something valuable in a grassroots sort of way, but then the management changes and doesn't understand what the team is doing and steps in and stops it. So getting an organization to adopt it creates a future proof for test-driven development And it becomes part of the company's culture and hiring policies and career path. So after a team successfully shows the value of test-driven development, it's time to operationalize it. Step one, educate the top. Include management, architects, and product owners in the change. Management needs to be able to understand TDD's cost and benefits so they won't step in or influence it in a negative way. Nothing developers hate more than feeling uncertainty that they'll get yelled at for doing test-driven development. The challenge between teaching management, architects, and POs is that these three populations have entirely different needs and ways of viewing TDD. So the messaging, the goals, and how technical the conversation uh, must be varies greatly. For a dramatic presentation of all these different worldviews, check out episode 14 through 22 of our TDD IT drama. Step two, grease the skids. Developers need to learn how to use a unit test library, how to refactor code, how to set up a continuous integration server, and how to build and design using test first. All these things take effort and will initially slow developers down. Even if management is on board, the developer population will accept or reject the TDD notion on their own. This goes back to cognitive biases. Although not everyone needs to be on board, a critical mass of 40 to 60% of the developers on each team need to be open to giving it a go in order for team adoption to take place. Adding in learning incentives for a couple of years goes a long ways to pushing the undecideds of the developer population into giving it a shot for a few months, which, based on my coaching work, will be the amount of time to go from TDD novice to proficient. A good implementation of this that I saw at a company was where the VP allocated a bonus for each developer and the team lead was responsible for defining challenging yet attainable goals for doing test-driven development. In this case, a target for the number of micro-tests was set. 
And like the 40 and 4 challenge mentioned in the previous episode, this target should be something that takes him about two, maybe three months. That way, the, 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 the developer, upon reaching the goal, is proficient at TDD. Again, listen to episode 14 through 22, our IT drama, and you will see examples of cognitive biases. Step four, set a standard. Set a standard that will act as a floor to the team's definitions of done. A convenient way to make standards visible and easier to roll out is through continuous integration servers. Here is an example. Bullet 1. Have a continuous integration server. Bullet 2. The server must execute and make visible the compile step. Bullet 3. The server must execute and make visible the microtest execution. Bullet 4. The server must execute and make visible the code coverage from said microtests. Bullet 5. The server must execute and make visible the macrotest execution. Bullet six, you can't ship with failing test cases. Bullet seven, the server must execute and make visible the design debt. The next bullet is, new code bases must have 90% code coverage. The last bullet is difficult to define because for a large legacy code base, it could take years or even decades to reach 90% code coverage. But all excuses fall away when it comes to building brand new code from scratch. New classes added to a legacy code base should have a very high code coverage as well. Now, mixing new, code, new classes being added to a legacy code base, this becomes difficult to implement those checks with a continuous integration server. But hey, if you've got an idea, let me know. Step three, sustain the system. Hiring policies need to be explicit around targeting people who are either already proficient in TDD or who are already open to learning it. It doesn't make any sense in this day and age to hire developers who are anti-TDD. Such a hire will only cause stress with their fellow developers and add negative weight to the organization. So make doing TDD and pair programming part of the interview process. In organizations with salary bans, include test automation and refactoring as part of the levels. Next episode is a developer-only episode. The topic is, as a developer, how do I get proficient at TDD.